So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay. Well, listen here. Hello, and welcome to 90 Day Fiance UK. I'm Mr. O, and today, Miss H and I will be discussing Season 10, Episode 4 of 90 Day Fiance. In this episode, we meet a new couple, Nick, aka Monkey, and Devin, aka Piggy. Jasmine and Gino work through a problem in a normal volume communication. Rob takes out his frustration in arcade games. Manuel wants a phone and he wants it now. And Nikki is pretty close to Kimbali levels of begging for sex. As always, welcome with our students of the week, class dances, and life lessons. All right, thanks for listening. Stay safe and enjoy. Mr. O. Hello, Miss H. How are you today? I'm okay. I had a dentist appointment today, which I know. Oh, gosh. So it's funny because I feel like there's two kinds of people that go to the dentist, right? There's the kind that they, Brennis, dentist like brushes their teeth with a feather and they are in there for 10 minutes and then they're like, great, come back, no matter what hygiene you have, right? <laughs> and those people are always like, I don't understand why people are afraid of the dentist. Whereas I go into the dentist and you know, I take care of my teeth. I brush brush twice a day and floss and everything. And I still am like, it's going to be like 20 minutes of getting stabbed with a hook in the gums. And I'm oh like, this gosh, is awful. Yeah. Like, it sucks. So it wasn't too, too bad today. So I can't complain. I don't have to do that for six months now. Oh, goodness. Well, that's good. I'm glad that's out of the way. Um, let's actually get started with our new couple uh, from this episode. And that was Nick and Devin. So we first meet Nick, 31 years old. He's from South Korea, but he lived in Australia for six years where he learned English. He says people would describe him as an electrical engineer by day, but a karaoke champion at night. He just doesn't want to sing on demand or on camera. Well, or sober is what I imagined. Was the, uh, yeah. the bigger issue. Nick says he was bullied a lot as a kid, but after he served in the military, he gained a lot of self-confidence and wanted to see more of the world, which is why he moved to Australia. He says he hasn't dated anyone for two years. And then his friend suggested he try Tinder, where he met Devin, an American living in Australia. It's the first white girl Nick has dated. He prefers women who are not Asian because he thinks that Asian women are too skinny. Nick tried to make Devin laugh, but she was introverted, so it took her a while to open up to the point where now they're on the plane where she would just show her ass to make him laugh. Nick's nickname for Devin is Piggy because he thinks that Devin is chubby, but he didn't really realize that the English translation means quite fat, and he felt (laughs) bad, but really just meant it that she was cute. She calls him Monkey. Devin missed her family and friends in CRC, Arkansas, so Nick and Devin got engaged and applied for the visa. Nick is worried uh, because the lack of diversity and the lack of Korean things in Arkansas isn't there. So he's also scared about racist people because he's actually seen some racism in Australia. They have been separated for two years, but Devin is coming to visit him in Korea to sightsee and to meet his family. Nick is planning on proposing for real when she's there because he says the engagement was more about paperwork. Nick needs to get approval from his parents, which makes him nervous because he thinks that they will put Devin to Korean girl standards. Nick is on his way to the airport to pick up Devin. Nick is promising to break the bed even if Devin has jet lag. He's a little worried about their chemistry since it's been a long time since they've seen each other in person. We then meet Devin, who's 24. She's emotional and, you know, crying a little bit and they can't stop hugging. She thinks it's sweet to see him cry. Nick keeps saying piggy to her. 
And Devin says that she's not offended by it anymore, but now considers it a term of endearment. Devin then expresses how nervous she is about meeting the family because I think she knows that, you know, it's important that they get uh, approval before Nick is able to come to the U.S. All right. So uh, based on just your first impression of Devin, do you think that Nick's family is going to be receptive? Um, I don't. It's hard to tell because I don't know what he means by Korean standards. Well, OK, this is how I interpret it, right? Like, Korean girl standards, I don't think means anything to do with, like, being specifically Korean. I think it's, like, culturally Korean. Like, is she going to take care of him? Is she going to kind of just stay at home and cook for him? And I think, like... Uh, See, I think it's the other... I think it's the other way. I think they're afraid she's from Arkansas and um, she's not smart enough. Like... Korean, like they, it's there's a big value on education in Korea. Okay, um, and I think they're gonna be like, "What? She didn't even graduate high school. What are you talking about?" Like, no, absolutely not. Like, I, I don't know if she should probably take graduate high school, but like, if she didn't go to college, she didn't go to university, or she didn't serve in the military or anything, like, what's her job? Like, her job's not good enough. That's not good enough. Right. I was confused why she was in Australia to begin with because it sounded right. like she was living there for a couple of years at least. Mm-hmm. But you know, given her age, I mean, she's like what twenty four. Like, timing-wise, it seems like she could have been in school. Yeah, could have been. Could have been. Like a study abroad program. But even then, that's like... I definitely... I worry about it because, I mean, maybe it probably won't translate as much to the Korean family. Um, But I think one of the unfortunate things about being from her part of the country is we have a lot of stereotypes against, like, her accent, right? And we heard her talk and, like... It, it, it's it's not – it's definitely something that's totally – has a lot of prejudice going against it in our country when you hear someone talk with her accent from that part of Arkansas. Well, that's so funny because speaking of accents, both of them have the most confusing accents. So Nick, <laughs> he you know learned English in Australia. So mm-hmm. he does have a slightly Australian accent that is certainly heavier when he says some things. But then also, <laughs> yeah. Devin, when I first heard her talking, I was like, what the hell accent is that? And then after I was like, oh, it kind of sounds Southern, but not really. It, it sounds like some kind of weird mix of like, I don't want to say purely Australian, but it's also not purely Southern. It's some kind of garbled in There's between. a lot of different Southerns, right? You have your, your Appalachian accents mm-hmm. and there's Northern and Southern ones and then Arkansas. You got Texas in there, a little bit of Tennessee. It's like a mix max, like at least to me, because I'm from the East. I can definitely hear the difference between somebody from Tennessee, somebody from Texas and somebody from like Alabama. Like those sure. are distinctly different, right? And like Arkansas is kind of in the middle of all those, and they, and but it's also because she kind of mumbles a lot and, yes, and doesn't really open her mouth thing. when she talks, so it's kind of hard to even get what she's saying. But it's all things that really go against people thinking that you're that you're smart. It was like it's one of the things I remember. I was like, I remember do, doing a trivia or hearing something one time, and they're like, "What accent?" Um, when you know people heard their pilot say, "We're like you know a pilot would come on and speak in an accent." What accent do people like get the most nervous about? Or like not like – and my answer was Boston. Like I do not want my guy coming on there in the airplane really? like, yeah, okay. I got to take off here and uh, yeah, man, I'm like, oh, no, this is bad. But apparently the answer was like Texas accent and I was like, no, if I can t- trust a Texan to do anything, it's drive something that has a motor in it. Like Really? Because I think of Boston people as being very educated. Right. But I think of 
when I think of people like pilots, Texas, Texan pilots, like they, they, they go together, man. Like there's okay. a reason NASA's in Houston, like for real. But anyway, that goes to the accent. But so I kind of wonder if that's the kind of, is she educated enough? Is she smart enough? And, and then, yeah, all the culturally, all cultural stuff that she's supposed to know, like how to cook the food and everything. She's not going to know. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's they're an interesting couple. Uh, what did you think of even after knowing why Piggy could be offensive and he continues to yeah, do I it? Didn't like, not great. Not great. After she said, well, I guess I finally have to give up because I told him how many times it was offensive. I appreciated that he was like, I thought chubby meant one thing and I get what he was going for with it. Yeah. Right. It's like, yeah, somebody who's not bony. He's got a little bit of baby fat. Right. And it's right. Not, it doesn't make her fat fat, but it's like smoother and softer. And I like that better. Right. And but then he was like, but I found out that chubby meant quite fat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I still went with Piggy. Like, I don't know. Uh, I'm curious as to how he's going to measure up in Arkansas, because it's a pretty it's pretty country. um, The part of Arkansas that he's in like and I because I had to look it up. It is five and a half hours to the nearest H Mart. So that's going to be. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Okay. well, going back to the Piggy thing, like even if he like didn't realize chubby meant what it did. Mm-hmm. Pigs are the same size, like in you know every country, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. But I mean, pigs I think, are still known for eating garbage and being really large. I guess I don't. I mean, the pig he got her, the stuffed pig, was a very large pig, right? Yeah. So I mean, I feel like you had to at least know that pig means large, right? That you'll eat anything. Yes, and lay there in mud. Lazily, like I don't I I guess there are certainly different cultural connotations to different animals, but I can't imagine anyone coming up with a pig being anything but like it's fat. Yeah, (laughs) really, really just fat. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of ridiculous. Mm -hmm. All right. So moving along, let's go to let's go to Gino and Jasmine. All right. So we're on. Day six of evidently of Jasmine being in the U.S. And we know because we keep getting the countdown, right? Um, So it's the day after the massage parlor incident. And Gino has been giving her the silent treatment ever since. So she admits that she was acting selfishly with the butt lift. But what's done is done. So Gino is pretty upset too. He feels betrayed, lied to, and that, you know, really his biggest issue was that she went and spent the money on something that was just for herself. And that means makes him feel like the wedding and they together don't matter. So he also wonders what else she's lied about, which, of course, we're going to hear more about what she's lied about because she um, calls her sister Zuellen and they start by talking about how the kids are. The kids are asking off after her a lot. And, you know, she's saying she is doing everything to get him up here, which is going to be harder now that Gino doesn't have a job. So she tells this as well who literally gasps that Gino quit his job. And Zuellen is like, well, what was he thinking? Why didn't he tell you what? And of course, but Jasmine says she's not so innocent either because of this butt lift and the fact that Dane gave her a $2,000. We get actually hear more about it now. She says it was a loan at first and then it became one of those, don't worry about paying it back. And so it was a gift uh, to pay for the butt lift. And she knows really good and well that Gino is not going to want to hear uh, about this or about Dane sniffing around. And even if she says, even no matter how many times she says there's nothing to worry about because she sees Dane like a brother, which I always find really weird about people that you definitely had sex with. Yeah, um, that's so gross. <laughs> so she wants to be honest, but thinks uh, this would cause too much strife to tell him right now. 
So later on, Jasmine sits down to talk things out with Gino. He's feeling pretty betrayed that she spent the wedding dress money on an unnecessary cosmetic surgery, which was just for her, not for them. So she says, well, you lied too. And he's like, that's not really the same. Like, you know, I left, I kept something out. I didn't say something. I had a plan for it. You took money that I gave you and spent it on something else. So she says, yeah, it's probably not the same. But if she had known he quit his job, you know, if he would have been more honest with her about that, that she never would have gotten the surgery. So Gino says that he's worried that she'll continue to spend money on unnecessary cosmetic procedures. And this is where we get into that unnecessary part. So she explains to him that, you know, she has pretty severe body image issues and she's always wanting to do the surgeries and she'd always never think she looks pretty enough. And like even how, you know, coming down to the hair, right? She's going with her natural hair and she's really paranoid about that, especially because she's had issues with alopecia in the, in the, in the past. So he says, you know, her hair looks beautiful the way it is. He loves her natural hair. He loves her body. He loves it, blah, 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 blah. And at the end of the day, uh, he seems pretty good with this conversation. Um, they both seem pretty good with this conversation. He's good because she has apologized. Like she actually apologized to him, yeah. which she doesn't do ever. So that's a that's a step. And then they make up and that means that it's crisis averted. So I don't have to come clean yet. <laughs> He's in a good mood. Right. So I don't have to come clean. Um so I think this might be the first time we've seen these two resolve a conflict without screaming at each other. Yeah, I think so. I feel like they've resolved little conflicts before without screaming at each other. But this is by far the largest thing that <laughs> right. they've had. Um, yeah, it, it always like makes me so sad hearing about Jasmine and her in like extreme insecurity issues you know it's like Mm -hmm. what happened to you that you can't see that you are beautiful right Right, and that you have like such body dysmorphia that you're just like bigger is better like everything needs lips boobs butt like everything needs to be bigger especially when you look over and see schmo and see gino gino (laughs) here (laughs) and like you can't even in your mind wrap your head around well on the whole grand scale of things i'm much better off than gino and gino is like way the heck down there like i feel like she has some concept right dane was a good looking guy oh yeah dane was much better looking guy than, than gino for sure for sure um but yeah but it's not just like yeah it's it's the idea of it and that's part of the reason she picked Gino. Like this, this body image right. stuff is so bad that she literally went out and picked a guy that she knew um, she was out of his league. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. she needed to. That was part of how she was dealing with it. And it's just like every time I hear her talk about it, I was like, man, you should spend your surgery money on therapy because right. that's what that's what needs here. Because no matter how much you spend on the surgery, that's never going to fix it. Right. Fair point. I mean, good, good point. Like. I don't understand, you know, how she uh, continues to kind of miss the point with all these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't know. But this is uh, I, I just but I also feel like she either has to tell him about Dane now or never tell him ever. Like, because yeah. the longer you wait to tell him, the worse it's going to be. Right. Right. Well, I mean, I don't know. Is Dane even in the picture? Like, I don't understand from Dane's perspective why he's going to, quote, gift this woman $2,000 who he might not ever see again. It makes no sense. Yeah, that Why Dane would give her the money or loan her the money in the first place is just bizarre. 
Yeah. Like, I, I, you know, I, we, I talk to you a lot. We're good friends. I am not giving you $2,000 to get no. a new butt. Never. I'm never giving you $2,000 well, okay, for a new butt. Well, at least not for a BBL. Like. Yeah, I said for a new butt. I specifically oh, yeah. said for a new <laughs> butt. Yes. I would hope if I was like <laughs> legitimately in trouble, oh, no, you know. If you had an actual hardship and things like that, right. of course I would do that. But I'm not, you're not, you're, if you ever come to me and say, Mr. O, I need a new butt. <laughs> <laughs> Can you Can help I, contribute to the cause? <laughs> uh, yes. That's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, let's move on to Sophie and Rob. So Sophie is nervous to meet up with Rob's sister because uh, his sister, Victoria, scares her. Rob tells her to stay positive, don't be shy, open, and honest. Sophie has met Victoria two times before, and they haven't really gotten to know each other. But Rob thinks that Victoria must like Sophie enough because she actually offered to plan their wedding for them because she's an event planner. Victoria shoves Rob out of the way so she can hug Sophie when they all meet. Sophie doesn't want their wedding to be huge, but she wants something, and Victoria agrees that it should be special. Victoria says that wedding planning might be a good distraction from boredom since Sophie can't work in the next few months. Sophie thinks that they are ready, but she feels like there's more pressure for her. Victoria asks when Sophie wants kids, and Sophie says they haven't really talked details about that together. Sophie then says she doesn't think she wants to be pregnant, and her headspace now is that she never wants to have kids. She asks if that's a problem, and Rob says it definitely is. Victoria is surprised they've never had this conversation and thinks there's a lot of assuming going on from both ends. Rob is upset and immediately gets up to leave the table. Rob sheds a couple of tears and says that he never saw it just being him and Sophie. Sophie is worried about being pregnant. It ends up that she had a teratoma cyst when she was 15. So there is a possibility that her eggs just aren't viable. And taking motherhood off the table was her way of dealing with accepting something that is out of her control. Rob claims that he told her things like what he wanted to name his kids. So how could she not know that he wanted kids? Sophie knows Rob uh, knows about her surgery, but she never mentioned that her fertility could be affected. Sophie assumed that if Rob had really wanted kids, that he would have inquired more or talked to her about it. Sophie claims that they have talked about having pets, but never kids. Sophie goes to find Rob, who is playing a video game. Rob then brings up her not wanting kids, and Sophie says that she doesn't want to talk about this here. And she's surprised he is reacting this way, and she can't believe the look he's giving her. Rob points out that even Jay-Z and Beyonce have kids, and if he didn't want to have kids, he would just be a player his whole life. Mm -hmm. Victoria talks to Rob and tells him that Sophie had confided in her about her uh, ability to have children, so he should have an open mind when talking to her about it. Sophie says that being in a relationship is no obligation to having children together. Sophie says that Rob shuts down when there's conflict and she just wants him to listen. But she feels like he really hates her now, especially with the looks he's giving. All right. So this is, I mean, idiots, like kind of both of them. I kind of see how we end up where we are. Right. Like. She just assumed, like, if he really wanted kids, that he would explicitly talk to her about kids. And he feels like he was explicit because why on earth would he talk about naming his children? If- and that, that totally depends on the context of how that mm-hmm. came up, right? If you're like, you know, you're coming across somebody, you know, coming across whatever, watching football or something. You're like, oh, man, I really love that name. Like, 
I don't know, Curtis or something like, ah, oh, man, that's a great name. If I ever had kids, I'd love the name of Curtis. Yeah. That's not that's not me talking about wanting kids. Like, right. That does not count. <laughs> it does not be like, oh, well, I guess this guy wants kids like that. So it really does have to be like, you know, more explicit than that. And either like either he literally thought that offhandedly mentioning a name that he liked uh, was, you know, him talking about kids. One of the two of these people is either lying or has a terrible memory or is sadly mistaken. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that's kind of like a detrimental thing. Like, I don't know. I kind of side with Sophie on this. I do, too. I do, too. Yeah, because I think, like, it's fair to... I don't know. I think it's fair to not make the assumption that everybody wants to have kids. And mm-hmm. she's young, so this isn't Very necessarily yeah. something that's going to be at the forefront of her mind right now. So I do feel like if Rob, being the older one who clearly only wants to settle down if family is part of the equation, he should have been talking to her about this since day one. Yeah, pretty close to it, like explicitly talking about it. Like, because, yeah, she's tw- what, she's 23 or something. I mean, this is definitely different between early 20s and mid 30s between the two of them, right? Or early, whatever, 20s and 30s. Um, is that, yeah, I, I, she's, she's probably not even really thinking about it. And she just had one medical scare and it was just like, and, you know, as she said, dealt with it by kind of being like, well, I'm never just going to be a mom. So, okay. Like, I just already, like, have dealt with that as it is. However, He's also the older one, so he shouldn't be the one who's just angrily playing Dave and Buster's games and brooding about things and then not communicating. But like, I don't know. And then, but he does want to communicate, but he only wants to communicate in the middle of a Dave and Buster's. Yeah, like, that was this is yeah, weird. That was weird. <laughs> Why are we in a Dave and Buster's talking about this? Right. At the same time, I definitely got the vibes that she was putting off having this argument because even when they were in quiet space, like alone, she was like, "Can we just talk about this later?" And it's like, "Well, when are you going to talk about it?" Well, I mean, I also get not wanting to talk about it when he's like looking at you like. I'm going to yeah. murder you. I hate you so fucking much. Like, if he's like, give that look, you're like, nah, now's not the time to talk about this. Like, we need right. to go to sleep or something on this. But yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it, it definitely is something I don't know how people get this far along and get to getting married if you're not, if you're not, if you haven't talked about this at all. But maybe it's just because I'm old. Yeah. So I agree um, that the fact that it's taken them this long to have this conversation, um, I definitely see where Sophie's coming from, especially because, you know, if, you know, it's not in her control whether or not she can Mm -hmm. have kids, how she is mentally preparing herself for a situation where that can't happen. But, you know, it's not just this conversation, right? If they're talking about a family that's not always the same as having kids like Sophie said she was worried about being pregnant specifically to right. me that reads as open to adoption for sure opening to mm-hmm. surrogate you know like open to other things that you know just don't involve her being pregnant and I feel like Rob has seen this as like oh their rap- uh, family is ripped out of my future because Sophie doesn't want to be pregnant yeah and even Beyonce was pregnant so yeah like <laughs> but she also that. wasn't. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so true. you know. Yeah. 
But I was like, but I was, I was just thought, like, even Beyonce and Jay-Z have kids. It's like, yeah, they also have multiple bathrooms inside their house. Yeah. Like, let's work on these things first. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> right, right. All right. So we also come across, uh, let's go to other people who had annoying, annoying fights. And that's uh, Nikki and Igor. So Nicole and Igor are on their way to his place uh, for the first time this trip. He tells her that she's looking, that she's looking like she's coming out of a movie. Oh, look at you. You're so you know, glamorous, mm-hmm. like you're coming out of a movie, maybe like a cartoon. And she's like, now you're just pushing my buttons. He keeps messing it up. Like yeah, he's he keeps, almost there. You're almost in the clear. And then, right. he's, you know, and then he's like, oh, buttons. I could push your G button. And she's like, what are you talking? Are you talking about the G spot? What are you? This is weird. So anyway, they get to the door of his apartment and he makes her walk through first and then shows her around at all the place. So she's particularly interested in the bathroom because a little while ago she sent him money to repair the bathroom. So she's glad that her money went to good use and he is trying to do things to make her more comfortable. So she gets very comfortable into, into their bed. She just like hops in it and starts bouncing around and rolling like – on her back. It's not really so subtle of a way to try to get him to, you know, start making out or get something started. But instead, he just shows her, look, here's where your space is in the closet. It's part of an overall pattern of her feeling unwanted in the bedroom and it's becoming a real problem for her. So we catch up to them the next morning when they are woken up by some sort of scraping noise that's never explained. <laughs> oh, me. I feel like it was his alarm. His alarm went like... <laughs> It yeah, it was like some weird scratching. like webbing or something. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah. I guess was it alarm? Okay, we'll go with his alarm. So Nikki says that waking up together makes her feel whole again, and they go over their plan for the day. He wants to take her for a visit and a walk in the park, Mike. And she's like, "Walk me like a dog," and he's like, "No, that's weird. That, you're weird." So anyway, so she's like, "Oh, a walk in the park. Okay, so I'll have to get ready for that. It'll just take me an hour and a half." And he's like. What? I just want you to look natural. She's like, yeah, that's what my nat- that's how long my natural look takes. Oh, if gosh. I wanted to get all dressed up, it would take me three hours. Oh, my God. So it, he's like – in an interview, he's like, I know women tend to take longer to get ready because they have hair and makeup to do, but I've never had a woman take this long. <laughs> this is God. ridiculous. So they asked Nikki if they had any sex last night and she says they were both way too tired for that. and They passed out around 7 p.m. right after dinner. So she really doesn't think that sex is a priority for ego, Igor um, and doesn't understand how – who is supposed to make the first move here. Uh, so she, he says that they didn't have the, the power for sex because they were so much tired. I love the broken <laughs> English parts. But then they um, – and then they have an argument about how long it takes for her to do makeup. As she's done, she's like, are you almost done yet? So he says he, in general, wants her to just be more natural, wear less makeup, things like that. But she says if you wanted a natural beauty, then you should have dated somebody else. So this makes her feel like he's going to call – like he wants to call the shots and she like angrily tells him that she he won't get a say in a number of things. Like she's like, you don't get to say about my makeup. She's like counting it on her fingers and he's like, why? Why would you stop? You have like eight more fingers. Keep going. <laughs> like <laughs> – so she thinks uh, all the joking makes her think that he's not taking this relationship seriously. And she's like, I need him to walk at a man's pace and he's going at a child's pace. I'm not sure what that means. So eventually she's finally ready to go and they start their walk in the park where in the daytime, Igor says, you can hear frogs. And at night, you can hear people banging in the woods. Oh, God. So they stop for some cotton candy and ice cream and she drips a little bit of ice cream on her face and she's like, lick it off my face. And he's like, 
don't because then I'll just get a tongue full of foundation. That would be gross. Like yeah. I saw how much makeup you just put on your face. God. So she loves the idea of the park because the last time they were in Madova, he like proposed in a park. And this is like a long time ago. So they sit down in a blanket and he gets out a wooden puzzle. And she was like, I was hoping for a little more rhyme and romance and a few less like intelligence tests. Oh, but they, they get the puzzle done. She gets the puzzle done. And after that, she wants to go to the ha- back to the house and play hide the hot dog. And he doesn't seem to be very enthused about that. So he says that he does want her, but, you know, not right now and starts talking about chess or something. And she doesn't get it. She's like, if you don't want to be with me, uh, why are you with me? Like, she basically is like, I don't understand. You don't want to jump my bones right now all the time. Then it makes me question your love, my love, your love for me. She just feels very rejected and she wants to have a good con- – and he's like, you know, the, the sex can come later. I want to be good, connected, soul to soul and that will get my man energy up. So you know, that was all in an interview. We go back to the park and they're still walking and she just is like whining that he won't have sex with her. It's so annoying. <laughs> like, why don't you just have sex with me? Why don't you – so she ended up giving him an ultimatum of 48 hours – to prove that he's serious about this relationship in some way, I'm assuming sex counts. So she tells us how it's not just the sex, though. He's she, also he's she's not on his socials, and he kind of tried to talk her out of coming here. So he, she also kind of feels like he's keeping her a secret. Um, so I guess my question, because we've seen this, I feel like one other time before. So mm-hmm. who's begging for sex was worse, uh, Nicole's or Kimbali's? Oh, Kimbali's was definitely worse, <laughs> you know. But yeah, it's almost that way, I guess. Uh, I think Kimbali's was worse just because it just, I don't know. She was just so, so desperate. Like, he wasn't even claiming her as his girlfriend yet. Mm. And she's like pouting and like, I'm going to leave if you don't have sex with me. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, my God, that's so gross. And then Nikki, at least they're in a relationship. This yeah. is part of being in a relationship. It's been a part of their relationship in the past. So I can certainly see her perspective of it doesn't seem like their relationship is in a good place if you're not wanting to have sex. So... Yeah, I can see where she's coming from in this scenario, you know, and yeah, it seems a little needy and desperate. And it also seems, I don't want to say weird, but seems uncommon to have to put an ultimatum like you must have sex with me in the next 48 hours. Otherwise, only, we're done, which is which is kind of wild because they've only been there for like less than a day. Yeah. And she's already been like, no, you have two more days to screw me or that's it. We're done. Like, right. And not, you know, some guys just don't do it much. I mean, that which brings me to my theory. I know what she's afraid of. Mm-hmm. She's afraid that he found out she was trans and now he's kind of grossed out by sex. Right. Yeah. And doesn't want to do it anymore. Whereas I think she's also just she, whereas it's just as likely, if not more likely, that she's comparing the libido to of somebody in their, you know, early 20s into their mid to late 30s. Sure. Right. And sure. like the way he kind of said it, like I kind of wonder if he needs some blue pills. And 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 that's what yeah. that's he's worried about that. He's worried about they're going to try and things are going to happen and that's going to make her feel the same. Right? Right, right. I can see that. That's an interesting theory on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cuz yeah, I'm sure she would feel a certain way and it's like, well, you know, but that happens. 
It's yeah. not anybody's fault. You could be the most turned on ever if you can't. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. It's, it's a physiological issue for sure. That is yeah. ED, you know, yeah, that's how right. that works. Right, right. And that, especially because and what got me is he said something about getting his man energy up. And I was like, hmm. <laughs> right. But it's also we've seen it. We, we kind of saw a similar thing. We see a similar thing with Gino, right? right. When it's and all Gino definitely needs the blue pills. He needs the blue pills, but like I also think he doesn't need them as much when she's not yelling at him all the time, right? Right, and like it's it's better when she it it really turns him off when she's yelling at him all the time. And I think like someone needly like begging you for sex. When are we gonna have sex? Are we gonna have sex yet? When are we gonna have sex? Why have we had sex yet? This is like is a turnoff for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, I could see that as well. Yeah, the, uh, the more I see them together, the more that I'm like, ooh, he is starting to very much emerge as someone who is very good at kind of low-key asking for money, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. the whole bathroom thing, I was just like, okay. Like, so you really are funding his lifestyle. And so it's just like, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know, I'm I'm growing ever suspicious of Igor. Yeah, and I don't I don't disagree with her that his manner around her is a little bit like uh, keeping her at arm's length and not really embracing her as much and and like someone that you love and you're into and you want to yeah. be seen with, right? Oh, but we should also probably mention I didn't I didn't see much of it, but there's also some sort of controversy with him cuz people were looking at his past socials like outside mm-hmm. of the show and like he had like uh, I don't know if it was a Halloween thing or something where he was dressed up like a Nazi. So, oh God, <laughs> Igor! No, that's never okay. So, oh my yeah, gosh. so he might he might be taking a pretty unpopular turn here quickly. Oh God, yeah, in my book, yeah. <laughs> oh wow. Okay, so uh, let's move on to Ashley Emanuel. Uh, the smoke alarm is going off as Ashley is blowing smoke and Manuel is asking what on earth she's doing. Why doesn't she unplug? She has smoke. Just unplug the smoke alarm. Oh my gosh, I know. She says that she's creating the smoke to cleanse Manuel and he just coughs and says that he's learning about her witchcraft. He tells her to open the windows and she's crazy. Later, Ashley tells us that Manuel couldn't get on his internet on his Ecuadorian phone, so she called her cell phone provider and ordered him a new phone, but it was going to take a couple of days. She was excited to give him the news, but he wasn't grateful at all and instead was saying that he needed the internet now. He then tells her to cancel the order and walks off. Ashley feels that she is owed an apology, but Manuel reasons that he didn't yell or go crazy, so what's the problem? He tells her that she doesn't listen. Manuel says that he needs to be in communication with his people. And if she can't understand that, what a pity. Ashley is wondering why he needs internet on his phone specifically when he has access to Ashley's tablet and laptop that have internet. He keeps saying that he needs it on his phone. Manuel says that he misses his family and wants his privacy. He suggests that they try to find a SIM card, but Ashley doesn't know where to get one. Which Manuel claims it's her city, so shouldn't she know? Ashley then says that this is a stupid conversation and asks what his problem is. He says that she was excited to tell him about a phone that she bought him with her money. And Ashley slips into English saying that she only added that when he showed he was ungrateful and annoyed and it wasn't getting there faster. Manuel maintains that he did nothing wrong. He wasn't rude. He just wanted her to understand that he needs the internet. 
Ashley says that she's not meditating and sharing space with his nasty ass attitude. Ashley doesn't care if she's being a butt face, but she is not going to have stupid conversations. Ashley then calls her sister Sienna to meet up to vent about Manuel. She also immediately points out, oh, sorry, Sienna immediately points out the hickey on Ashley's neck. Ashley says her sex life is fine, but tells her about the cell phone drama. This is a red flag for Ashley. Sienna tells her she has to try. uh, And uh, Sienna says that Ashley is usually quick to react. Ashley then brings up her suspicions of Manuel coming here on her back to meet up with his family in New York City and Newark. Newark. His family has been calling her phone since Manuel's mother gave them her number. They have called her nine times. She doesn't even know their names. Ashley appreciates that he has family close by so he doesn't feel alone, but she wants him to remember that he is there for her and not for his family. Ashley believes that if they didn't get married, he would not have any intention on moving back to Ecuador. Sienna believes that Manuel is showing her who he is. Later, Ashley gets a call from Manuel's family. Manuel looks super confused, but I feel like that's just his look in general. Yeah. And thinks it might be his cousin, Mercy, who she's never heard of. Manuel wants to call her, but also wants privacy. Manuel says that Ashley sometimes behaves badly, and he doesn't want her acting out in front of his family. They call his cousin, and Ashley asks why she's called so much. And Mercy says that she hasn't heard from him, which is very unlike him. Mercy says that Manuel has a lot of family in New York, which makes Ashley feel like she might be being used. Their family is five hours away, and Ashley is worried he could leave whenever he wants. All right, so do you think you would be as concerned as Ashley is, like having the family so close by and, you know, maybe I mean, feeling insecure about your relationship? At Right now, yeah, because right now it's sounding like your uh, Luis theory is uh, very much turning yeah, the plan right. out, like... He just got here so he could be close enough to get to his family. Like, yeah. Um, which is – it's always it's always funny too because I always forget this is just a random thing. But you're like, oh, there's his his family's only five hours away in New York City. And I'm always like, wait, I'm closer than five hours away from New York City. Right. Like she's in New York State. Like, yeah. It always weirds me out. But that's true. Um, and it's like – but yeah, I mean at, at this point, that's pretty much what it seems like. He came here – to be closer to his family and can just is, can dip out whenever he feels like it, like especially with this weird phone argument. Yeah, the phone argument makes no sense to me. Um, I don't know. He, to me, he definitely seemed ungrateful. It's like, OK, you can't wait two days. Right. Two days. Right. Yeah. And it was two days. It was like and this is there were many, many questions I had like for, for questions for Manuel. It was like, OK, you can't wait two days. No. Okay, you can't use WhatsApp on her tablet. No. Like, you can't connect your phone that you had, your Ecuadorian phone, to her Wi Fi, let alone the network. No. Like, that's like, it seems seems really suspicious to me because it's like, okay, I get that you want, like, even your, like what he says, your privacy will go in the other room to call this person. Right. right? But he doesn't want her checking his messages. Exactly. And right. That's, that's the only thing really I mean is. is he doesn't want her checking his messages. Yeah. Right. And so he wants to have his own phone that doesn't depend on her Wi-Fi. And then for her, I also do have questions because like he's not wrong. We can just go buy a SIM card. And she's like, where could we get that? And I was like, you don't know 
where you can get a SIM card? Like I can point you to five different stores within a mile of my house where I can get a SIM card. What do you mean you don't know where to get a SIM card? I don't fault her for that. I wouldn't know. The only thing that I would be able to think of is like the cell phone store, but then it's like a specific carrier. So like I only know where there's a Verizon store by me. You know, and so it's like, would I go to that Verizon store? Sure. But I don't know if it would super occur to me to do that because that's a SIM card for, you know, Verizon, the carrier. Right. So what if you don't want Verizon? Well, I mean, there's only, first of all, there's only, how many carriers are there? Four? There's only four uh, there's carriers. There's a bazillion. No, there's only four oh, but carriers. But they're all based on the same right. networks. Right. Everybody else uses that uses one of those four networks, right? Yeah. It's T-Mobile, Verizon, AT&T, and um, Sprint, mm-hmm. right? And like, well, that's what I'm saying. I know where there's two Verizon stores and a T-Mobile store. Like, I can get you a SIM card. And then you can probably get one at Best Buy. Like, well, like how old is this phone, too? Because it's like, nowadays, you don't even need a SIM card. They have electronic SIMs. Yeah, these like SIM cards, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And then you could do that. So... Yeah, the the question about like how much have you looked into how to get this Ecuadorian phone, which honestly should be his responsibility. Yeah, how do I get how my phone to work her? in the U.S. Right, like, but he can't because he has no internet, and it's like, yeah, and so I, but I think he, I think he feel he thinks that even if he connects to her Wi-Fi, she'll be able to check his messages, and so he doesn't want to connect to the, he doesn't want to go that far to Is connect he to really her Wi-Fi. That dumb. Which, like he doesn't know how like technology works. Well, he, they kept saying a microchip instead of a SIM card. So yes, so yeah, I translated <laughs> that into SIM card. Yeah, right. he's like, put the chip in, put the chip in. Yeah. Where do we get the chip? I was just like, oh my gosh. And she people. was like, and that's what's so frustrating. He's like, I need the internet. She's like, I have the internet. Like you have access to the internet I feel right like now. He's just dumb, right? And I don't, I can't tell if it's the look on his face or if he's just legitimately dumb, like. Right. Does he not um, no, he's very dumb. He's very, very dumb. Either okay. very dumb or playing very dumb. Because I think he just feels like, I don't have the internet. Look at my phone. It says I don't have the internet. That's the internet. My phone says no internet. No internet. That's end of story. Right? And so it just, he, I don't think he knows what the internet is. <laughs> I don't think so either. <laughs> <laughs> and which is fair because given that we we both teach classes where part of one of the units is this is what the internet is right oh my gosh yeah because <laughs> people don't literally don't know what it is no right? and it's so shocking to me that they don't have a clue yeah because i don't some I of remember. the questions that come out the students ask when we go over like you know wi-fi versus like lan it's like it's shocking to me yeah, they don't, they, they, yeah, they don't, they don't know what Wi-Fi, they know they need, I need Wi-Fi, but they're like, they don't know what Wi-Fi is. And it's one of those things that. Here's the thing. They don't understand where Wi-Fi comes from. They just think it's like magically in the air, <laughs> like Wi-Fi. And it's like, well, it has to be hooked up to something that is wired. wired and they're right, like right. that, that concept to them is like completely foreign. Yeah, because they never had to wire it. Oh my right. gosh. And that's the thing is I think we, we're just at that, that weird generation where the people older than us relied on us to set up the technology. Right. And the people younger than us relied on us to set up the technology. So right. we've always been setting it up. So we know how it works really well. Yeah. And everybody, even older or younger, is like, what is this magic? Make the magic happen, please. Like, right. Go. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's like reset the router. And it's like, well, where's like, the router? router? Where do you think the Wi-Fi came from? Like, I, don't I don't know. It's just it's know. in the air, right? Didn't you? Yeah. It? Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is kind of. It is kind of wild. Like people have no idea how it works. And it's like, right. and that's what I'm saying. But it's so weird because I never was like explicitly taught how it works. But then when I look over, you know, when I review that unit for the first time, I'm like, yeah, people don't. That this makes is sense. Just, people, right. Everybody knows this, right? Like, yeah, like, you would think, I, but but no, they do not. Yeah, that is true. it's very surprising. 
All right. So uh, that was pretty much it. Uh, I think we're still adding one more couple at some point. Uh, maybe two. I think we have. It seemed, sounded like looked like on the previous for next week. We're getting a uh, guinea pig mom and closet person. Oh, OK. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Which is what everybody's been waiting for. But yes. Yeah. So out of the group you saw this week, who do you think is uh, student of the week? Um, this was actually tough. Most of the people I looked at, I was like, no, 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 right. no, 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 no. So I landed on um, Sophie, like for uh-huh. kind of trying to have, I mean, she had a good, she had a good conversation with it with Victoria, which right. means that she was capable of having a conversation about it with someone who was interested in having a conversation and not interested in just being like offended at it and just like, storming off and angrily shooting basketballs. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also had a hard time. Uh, I Sophie, the thing is that she kept on putting off the conversation, and so sure. like, I mean, oh, there was you could talk me out of anybody, like for this right. episode for sure. Yeah, I kind of went with Gino just because it seemed like they finally had a productive conversation. Yeah. Um, and considering how mad he was before, <laughs> uh, I would have gone Jasmine because I actually feel like she was more of the reason why they had a productive conversation. But she's also still hiding the whole Dane thing. Yeah, so I that was could the big thing about Jasmine. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm, so sure. I went with Gino. Uh, what about your dunce? This was easier. I mean, it was there was a lot to choose from. I said I said, Nicole, um, I did not like her whiny begging for sex like putting and also like not approaching the relationship in any other way this Mm -hmm. is how i see the relationship and he tried to explain i see it a little different differently this is what i would like to do and she's like no no you 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 fuck me or we're done like right and that's not helpful and also like trying to get what she wants in the wrong ways like the whining for sex is bad yeah so bad uh okay so um i went with manuel uh, just his reaction to everything and then him like insisting that he didn't do anything wrong simply because he didn't yell. Oh, yeah, that is bad. I don't know why you're upset I didn't yell. I called you a, you know, stupid bitch, but I didn't yeah, yell at you. but so. I wasn't yelling at you. I didn't go crazy. <laughs> what's the problem? And it's just like, right. oh, my gosh. Well, I'll tell you what's wrong. I'll tell you what. I just – you talk about people who have faces that you hate. Manuel has a face that I hate. Oh, yeah, for right. sure. He has a right. face that I hate, too. You know what it is? It's the faces that I hate where you're just like – you have this duh look on your face like all the time. Right. Well, it's, it's a, the people who are extremely stupid but are like – they don't understand. They're so stupid. They don't even understand the point you're trying to make. And so they're just like, you're dumb. Huh? Uh-uh. Like, yeah. Weird face. And even like on the the thing that bothered me is even on the still, you know, the still they show at the beginning when they introduce mm-hmm. them. He had the – he just doing the neck thing. You know the annoying thing that annoying guys do where they kind of lean their neck back into the left and like just kind of look at the world <laughs> like they're like – they're like, uh, like squinted eyes. They're squinted eyes and their head tilted back. Like I, I, as soon as I see a guy standing like that, I'm like, I don't like that guy. That guy's annoying. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. What about your life lesson? Um, so I, get, I went for, you know, our new people. And it was like, even if you mean well, please oh my don't God, call that's your sig- my life lesson. I already know what you're going to say. <laughs> please don't call your significant other a pet name they don't like. That's like, what I said. Don't try to make it happen. Right. I was like, if the other person finds it offensive, do not continue to call them that name. <laughs> What's wrong with you, Nick? Right. Okay. So that was the other thing I saw. I don't look at socials much, but I came across it on Reddit today. Is people were giving him a hard time about that, right? Yeah. On his on his Instagram. Fair. And he was basically like, "Why are you also offended? Maybe you're all fat too." <laughs> 
I think you're missing the point, Nick. All right. (laughs) Oh, man. Maybe you're all fat. Maybe that's the problem. Oh, oh, God. This is worse. Oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. All (laughs) right. Uh, So we will be back again uh, same time next week with these couples and at least one more. That's right. Mm -hmm. All right. So until then. All right. See everybody then. Okay. Bye. Bye.